party. Open line in Broward. All the, this is a tremendous response after what I just read there. This is uh, scintillating. Two bozos back to back. Five six seven oh five sixty. There's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Violent crime, sir. Was I accused of a violent crime? Blow it out, your ass. Oh, sir, this is unbelievable. This is exactly the mentality we're dealing with. And like I said, it's not these guys' fault. It's the fans because they'll support it. They don't give a crap what these guys do as long as we win. As long as they run fast and jump high. Just like Brian Blades, baby. He don't have time to talk to you guys. He's got to go out there to Seattle and play. That's what Drew Rosenhaus said. Give me a freaking break, okay? Go talk to Pee Wee Herman and blow it out your ass. Here's a lady mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay, ma'am. Hey, you know what? You are completely right. You've got three morons back to back to back, yeah. you know? Uh, don't, don't you understand? Because I'm knocking their heroes. Exactly. Don't you understand? Exactly. We're five and two. We don't want to hear about all the criminals on there. Exactly. about on the college football team? I agree. And all these other, sport, all these other dumb jocks? I agree. I, I'm a, I've been turned on to you for six months. And I've been trying to turn all my girlfriends and everything else on to you, too. Hopefully, forget about that. No Almost 100% of what you say. And even with the OJ situation, okay, he goes and kills and gets off. And what do we do? We're still waiting and looking at the tabloids. And, and they're, and they're keeping in mind, keep in mind the day that he was evading arrest. Exactly. And he was in the Bronco that we had all these assholes running around there with signs on the L.A. freeway. So OJ, exactly. You're talking about the, the dumbing of America, sweetheart. You're talking about a bunch of idiots. You got that right, sweetheart. You got that right. And my thing is, I think it's time to boycott football. Us football widows, we see them sitting there on the TV and our husband sitting there drinking a beer and watching it and going, ooh, go, go, go. Say, what about a school structure? What's going on? Give them enough school at home. Maybe they won't watch them anymore. All right. And game two, yeah. I wouldn't spend the money to go see them. I wouldn't, my son wanted to buy a jersey from, uh, I think it was a dolphin or some kind of crap. I said, I won't see a do dolphin jersey on your back, son. And, he, you know, hey, but that's how my feelings are. Okay. Not for you. Have go for it, babe. Yeah. Go okay. for it. Yeah, get on here. Two open lines in Broward, 5670 one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you're absolutely right. I I used to play football, and they don't care. As long as you can run fast, jump high, love you. Yeah. That's all they care about. They don't care about nothing else. You can kill somebody, and they'll get you off of it. And, and you know, I'm sure that there's some of these Dolphins out there thinking, but, you know, Shula didn't win anything in a long time. I mean, I one of two Super Dolphins. Bowls years ago. But Shula, at least, was a uh, didn't put up with this crap. But Jimmy Johnson, hey, we're 5-2, and two, so we didn't care what Jimmy does. That, that's no, the mentality. He's He's got a point to prove. He's got to look good. So, so he's he's gonna do whatever he can to make himself look good. He, well, thank you know, God he had good. Thank God he had pro. good training at U of M and at Dallas too. Okay, have a good day, Neil. Okay, thank God that Michael Irvin's another one of those oh. outstanding guys that Jimmy can take credit for. We have an open line of day. Fine. Oh, you can't say these things. I mean, yeah, right. And like I said before, how come the sports segments on this radio station? How come they're not the ones talking about this book and interviewing these authors? Because the uh, several pages that I read, they're as terminal and as boring as it may have been to some people. Nevertheless, that was all about stuff going right here in this town. Go. It was a release. Editors note at the end of the chapter I read, Marino will not be handing off to Phillips. And it goes on about how Jimmy Johnson has a number of talented running backs to replace him and began fumbling the ball in training camp. John ex Johnson explained to reporters his decision to release Phillips had little to do with the troubled athlete's most recent burst with the law. And police are, and it says, as the book goes to press, police are still investigating allegations that he assaulted a woman in Miami nightclub in June. And here it is, the end of October. Have we heard any more about that? No. I haven't heard the uh, final disposition of that. No. Anybody ever hear any more about that? No. No. Lawrence Phillips, one of the real scumbags in the history of the human race, stuck his girlfriend in a goddamn uh, stand-up uh, post, post office box there in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. 
feet there after beating the crap out of her. But hey, you know, we, these guys got to have anger management courses. They got to have, yeah, they came out of the ghetto. Yeah, right. Tell Nicole uh, Brown that too, okay, that O.J. came out of the ghetto. And tell Ron Golden and his family while you're at it. Always got excuses for aberrant, unacceptable, violent behavior, don't we? Here's Miami. Hello. Talk about the criminals and... Yeah, okay. Here's a mobile in... I uh, always like those guys who got the thing over there. That's always impressive to me. A tin can over the phone. Mobile in North Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, listen, i got to respond to this. Uh, this sounds like you're making a big deal out of something that's been going on forever. Um, there's, there's, what you're talking about well, right well, now... There's, it there's sounds nothing, like I'm making a big deal. Nothing, what is that There's mean? nothing new to anything you're saying. This has been going on in sports since the beginning of time. Yeah. And so, every, in other words, so in other words, people shouldn't be talking about it? No, is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. You're right about bringing it to the public attention, but uh, what I think is what's going on here and what's dragging it out so much is that the proliferation of media and the ability for media to just take things and blow them out on all over the airwaves and make such a big fuss out of them in a hoopla and the way that they're almost uh, controlling what's going on now is that it's become so sensational that the big picture has is, is been completely blown away, that these are people from underprivileged areas. Oh, here we Horses go. Horses are like out. OJ was from no, underprivileged area. Tell that to Ron Golden, exactly. okay? Exactly. Didn't I tell you that? I told George that as soon as I finished reading. We went to the break, and I said, the response is going to be from assholes like, see, sir, I'll listen to anybody say almost any opinion, but that I will not listen to. I don't care what area you come from. That's not an excuse for violent behavior against other people. It's not an excuse for murder. It's not an excuse for assault. It's not an excuse for treating women like, like subhuman garbage. It's not an excuse. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. Whether you're black, whether you're white, I'm not interested in hearing it. Whether it's Bobby Cox, whether it's goddamn Irving Spikes, whether it's Mark Fitzpatrick, I don't want to hear about it. Mark Fitzpatrick didn't come from a goddamn underprivileged uh, neighborhood. Neither did uh, Bobby Cox. Jesus, Joseph, what a sad, sad, sad. And, you know, the interesting part is it points out in this book. See, and uh, now you understand where he was coming from in the beginning. Well, the media's blown this all up. No, the media ought to be blowing it up. That's why this book is so goddamn great. Paying millions of dollars to the lowest scumbags on the face of the earth. Just like Mike Tyson, there's a classic example. See, the boxing fans in this country, they don't give a crap what Mike Tyson does, how many people he rapes, how many ears he chews off, how aberrant his behavior is. They want to pay to see him fight some stumble bum again because, uh, for whatever reason. Because to them, that's exciting. So don't confuse them with the facts. But this horse crap, in addition to which, these are the guys, these are the select few guys who've been taken out of the, out of the uh, ghettos and given the opportunity to make millions of dollars. Eighty percent of the players in the NBA are black. What would most of those guys be doing if they weren't playing basketball and making millions and millions of dollars? What would they be doing? So when somebody gives you the opportunity to make millions of dollars and be a big hero and a big celebrity... And then you turn around and continue being a scumbag. Something's wrong there somewhere, right, Mark Duper? I mean, you could go down a list. You've got a list as long as your arm and your leg put together. And this guy's trying to make excuses. Sir, I got... I'm, all my life I've been a liberal, but you know something? When it comes to this, that's where I draw the line. I'm not interested in labels. When it comes to the death penalty, try them. When it comes to scumbags who have no respect for other people... Put them away and throw away the goddamn key. 
And I knew that this would be the re... I told you that right during the break. I said, you wait and see. Oh, they were underprivileged. They came from the ghetto. They grew up in these gangs. Well, you know something? They were given a chance to get out. How many chances do they get? It's like how many beers does it take to enjoy a sporting event here? How many chances do they have to get before we finally say, well, uh, you know... Thank God Lawrence Taylor got off drugs. Oh, I'm sorry. Purgatory. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, before, I, before I ask you about this, um, am I supposed to hear George's comments while we're on hold? Or yes. Okay. There's a free bonus on the show to encourage you to call. Okay. I was just curious. Yes. Um, isn't, isn't like a history of this country going back to Ty Cobb where he beat a uh, crippled person in the stand? Oh, did he really? And can kill the porter, supposedly, in he Cleveland? Did? I never read that. Room. All right. Yeah. The Bay Group to protect their sports heroes. Uh huh. It's you know. It's I like never read about. Where did you read that about Ty Cobb? Um, various articles. Uh, my parents retired to a town in Northeast Georgia where he used to live. Right. And they still can't stand him because he was a real sob. And. Well, I, don't, I don't think he cares at this point. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't no. make much difference now. Well, it's just like uh, constantly our sports heroes, like you and I, did some of that stuff. You'd be yeah. in jail, throw away the key. I mean, when you're talking about violent crimes, when you're talking about killing people, beating the crap out of women and other people, and maybe shooting people, I mean, we're uh, we're, we're not talking about the little diddling stuff. We're not talking about people smoking a little weed or whatever. A little. Uh, we're talking about violent crime is what we're talking about in a grotesquely violent society. And these people are supposed to be role models, and they're put up on pedestals. Hey, we worship you. Can we have your autograph? Great. And it's not the attitude of, like, you grew up in the ghetto. There are plenty of people that grew up in the ghetto, yet they're not killing people. Right. Right. And coming out. And they're also not making millions of dollars a year. So what, what, see, society, if we got any brains, we shouldn't be asking you, where did you grow up? We just expect you to conform to certain, just minimal things we expect you to conform to. And if you can't do that, then uh, let's put you in a cage somewhere. And and have a great day. And they can win some games, then he doesn't care what they do, really. Exactly. I say put them all in jail. All right. All right. Okay. Well, congratulations. See, there you go. There's plenty. I mean, if everybody who grew up in a ghetto was like the like OJ, if everybody was murdering everybody and totally out of control and beating women all over the goddamn place, then uh, we have anarchy. Because we've got millions of people who grew up in a goddamn ghetto. Oh, but it's an excuse. Not for me, it's not. Here's a lady mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my arm? Sounds like you. Okay. Or your twin sister. Oh, no, I don't have one of those. I've been listening to you since 1987, and today you finally got me out of the closet. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, I think that we set these men up, and the kids idolize them, mm-hmm. and that's what's wrong in society. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thanks. Very simple. Just like the DNA. First, it's not complicated. You don't teach your kids to admire scumbags, that's all. When I'm talking about scumbags, I'm talking violent criminals. And I hear all this discussion, oh, how come, how come this one can't throw a pancake block? And how come this one's got his finger and the other one... Rectum. How come, you know... But don't confuse us with the facts, because either we got, you know, a bet on the game, which I do understand that, or, uh, you know, we want to feel better about ourselves. It would be like just like my going to that Panther game the other night and watching that disgraceful display. Am I going to come in here the next day and say uh, and start playing that stupid? Am I going to start doing that? Well, we'll get it next time. We'll be okay. I'm going to do that. I need uh, psychiatric help. Guys making millions of dollars, going through the motions, putting out a putrid performance. Quite frankly, boring me to tears. 
Yeah, I still say to you, they're killing the geese that laid the big ones, baby, just like the uh, Major League Baseball. But they got a little bit of a reprieve, but it's only a matter of time, especially with what the Mets did the other day. And uh, the NBA, they're shooting themselves right in the goddamn big one. And you know something? It's amazing. But there are no NBA games going on right now, and the world is still going around. And John Glenn is still taking a big up there in outer space. And people are still, you know, changing their underwear every day, we hope, or every couple of days, every couple of weeks. And uh, life is going on. Even without a bunch of big freaks jamming a ball down in the hoop. Isn't that a miracle? How the hell, how do we get out of bed in the morning, you know? Because I have so many sleepless nights worrying about Andre Reed and uh, Bruce Smith and Emmett Thomas. I, I have nightmares that Jim Kelly might come back. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, a comment about the, uh, the uh, football uh, scandal that you're talking about? Yes. I come from a football family. My father... The first in his family to graduate from university, played for the original uh, Canton Bulldogs after 1926. Mm -hmm. uh, it was only by the grace of God and athletic ability that I got a scholarship to get to university and graduated. I played football. Yeah. Now I'm watching and have been watching over the past few years the the disintegration, if you will, of the of the student athlete. Case in point, the University of Miami. Mm -hmm. It's my opinion that that uh, Jimmy Johnson has seriously contributed to, for some reason, selecting entirely capable players, possibly first rounders, future first rounders, even that uh, would not only be a credit to the school but would be a credit to their community. Mm -hmm. It seems it almost appears as if there was some kind of uh, effort, special effort made to to recruit uh, from the bottom of the feed chain. Mm -hmm. Personally, I can't understand it. Yeah. He's equally guilty. Yeah, well, he never met a bottle he didn't like. Him. But for some reason... That goes out drinking with his players. It's just one of those things. He just likes a good time, yeah. For some reason, uh, I, I, I have to connect in my mind. Jimmy Johnson and the, the conscious recruitment. Yeah. But you, but you see, you have to understand, these things couldn't happen without the fans and at university, at the college level, without the alumni. They're the ones who put the pressure to bear for these guys to win. And now they do it at all costs. It doesn't make any difference because it's big money. You know, Notre Dame's got the contract with NBC, national TV contract. We're talking millions and billions of dollars now. And so, you know, as long as these people, as these, this is their priority to be part of a winning uh, athletic program, and that's the most important thing to them, it's going to get worse and worse until the bubble just bursts and all falls apart. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. They, uh, you know, a student athlete that they didn't like from somewhere else around the state who lived in Jacksonville or wherever that they could kind of like ship in, a little carpet bag in action there. Pretty soon it's going to be in the kindergarten. Well, you know, they brought this kid in from, uh, he's uh, going to school in Broward right now. They brought him in from Orlando. But, uh, man, this kid is going to be a great quarterback on our team. And like I said, it's the adults. It's the silly, idiotic people out there who, like, think this is the most important goddamn thing in the world. Is it the most important? No. No, I don't think so. Priorities are all screwed up. They're upside down. People that we ought to be paying a lot. Oh, well, gee, we got such crappy education and we got no good teachers. Teachers just suck the big one, baby. Well, take a look at all the big bucks you're paying the teachers. And take a look at how much you're paying people in law enforcement.
and paying pay people who are doing jobs where they risk their lives every day. I'm talking about good people who really care about trying to do a job. And then take a look at the money that you're paying these assholes. Ninety-one million. I'm going to tell you something. People from coast to coast, they ought to be flooding the phone lines at MSNBC. Instead of talking about penis gate and some senile old fart spinning around in outer space, they ought to be flooding the phone lines saying this is the end of American society as we knew it. We were in a deep spiral and decline, and it's got nothing to do with uh, oral sex. It has to do with people losing their whole semblance of reality, their whole perspective on what life is really all about and what is important and what is not important. They have lost it. Oh, gee, we don't know how we're going to keep the franchise. We can't pay. Ninety-one million, a hundred million, anybody here, two hundred million. And the best part is they weren't even bidding against anybody that was paying close to what they paid. But just to make sure, because, you know, Mike, he didn't like the $84 million in Los Angeles, even though he was crying about missing the Dodger blue and whatever. You're talking crazy people who are destroying. You're watching these people destroying their own empire. Right before your eyes. They're killing it. It's 11.50 a.m. The Neil Rogers Show. Fort Lauderdale. The hurricane blow. Think back on all the crack guys smoking high school. Can't believe I own anything at all. And my eighth grade education sure has served me well. Proud as hell I own these fortune walls. Mobile home, don't own the land where I'm living. Seeing a crib that can't be driven. And if we don't like our neighbors, we don't have to say no way. Love them all my place from Elvis or my Jesus on black velvet. Then the bank shows my mobile home away. All right. Woo. All right, this is where everybody helps out. Come on. Mama, they took it just the other day. Yeah, they said they knew. Are you done yet or what? Are you done? No. You are not. 1203 at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show at 2. We got Jim Mandage coming up to Mad Dog tonight yeah. at 6 to 8 o'clock. And then we got the Panthers in Chicago against the Blackhawks. That could be real ugly. Speaking of the Matadors, by the way, they are playing tonight against uh, some horseball team at the uh, Miami Arena. And uh, if you bring the kids under 12 for Halloween, they get in for free. I read in the newspaper, even though they sent us nothing about that. 
We have an open line in uh, Dave. I don't want to take a couple of minutes. I have too much reading on the show, too bad. It's very, very fascinating. It's good stuff. Somebody faxes me this article by David Horowitz from Salon Magazine off the Internet. Check the other thing. Choke your coach, become a cause, but the Latrell, I always want to say latrine, Latrell Sprewell affair, which proves that whites can tell blacks apart nowadays, may mark the end of an era. Try this exercise. Imagine that a white player in the National Basketball Association had first tried to strangle his black coach and then threatened to kill him in front of the whole team. Suppose that this white player had previously threatened a teammate with a gun and a two-by-four. Suppose the NBA, responding to this unprofessional, even criminal conduct, had suspended the white player for a year and that his team had terminated his contract. How many public figures do you think would step forward to defend the culprit? How many mayors of major cities would speak out on his behalf, as San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown did in the Latrell Sprewell case, even suggesting that maybe the coach deserved to be choked? All right! How many famous white lawyers would join his team and claim, as Johnny Cochran did, that there had been a rush to judgment and a disparity in treatment implying that the white player was being punished only because the victim was black? Here's another exercise. Imagine that a white football star with a history of brutality and jealous rages toward his black wife is suspected in a savage murder of her and her friend. Suppose he attempts to flee with a passport and money in his possession toward the Mexican border. Suppose his blood is found all over the crime scene and the blood of his dead wife on his clothing, his car, and at his home. Suppose that a 911 recording of an earlier incident with her screaming that he was going to kill her is played in court to the whole country. What are the chances that a white jury would have put him in less than an hour? Or that the white population would cheer such a verdict rather than hang its head in shame? Well, imagine that a convicted felon and parole violator and Rodney King had been white. He takes the law on a high-speed chase, throwing cops off his back when he's finally stopped, and otherwise physically resisting arrest. How much attention would have been paid to the fact that the police got overly tough with him, would the President of the United States have called for the cops to be tried and tried again until they were sent to jail? Would a white Rodney King have been given $3 million in compensation by a contrite Los Angeles and made a poster boy for police brutality and racial injustice by the nation as a whole? These exercises show what is missing from the current dialogue on race, a candid discussion, first of the way white America has been overreacting to the shame of its receding racial past, and then of the way race has become such an all-purpose excuse for much of black America that many prominent black figures don't seem to be able to leave home without it. Are blacks failing to keep up educationally with Asians and whites? Institutional racism must be to blame. Are blacks committing crimes out of all proportion to their representation in the population? The racist criminal justice system is responsible. Are a few high-paid black thugs threatening to bring down a sport that players like Michael Jordan had elevated to such a magnificent level? That's just talk by racist white owners and officials rushing to judgment with disparate punishments leveled against blacks. Such candor is missing because the so-called dialogue has been framed by people for whom there is only one acceptable conclusion. Blacks are victims, whites are to blame. That is why the chairman of the President's Commission on Race excluded Ward Connerly, a preeminent critic of affirmative action, from the discussion, even though he also happens to be black, by the way. That's even why President Clinton himself would brook no disagreement that affirmative action was a good thing during his town hall meeting on race in Akron, Ohio. Few dare to suggest that affirmative action has become racial payback. To oppose it is to blame the victim, which, of course, no decent person would do. Those directing the dialogue can't accept that America has moved far beyond the bad days of segregation and institutional racial injustice. This is the 90s, with black multimillionaires like Sprewell con uh, constituting 80% of the NBA players, black millionaire mayors like Brown calling the shots in major cities, and black millionaire lawyers like Johnny Cochran demanding national audiences and magazine covers. 
And the rest of America knows it. The overwhelmingly negative reaction of this free welfare and the ludicrous comments by people like Mayor Brown suggest that the rest of America, including liberal sports writers and commentators, may at least be ready to say it out loud. They've had it up to the ears with the blame game and the self-flagellation in no small part because they realize such attitudes only make things worse. The free welfare shows that we're approaching the end of an era, which is the best news about race yet. White America has changed. All blacks no longer look alike. Even ordinary Americans, sports fans, for instance, no longer look at all blacks as the anonymous other, the inscrutable menace, or the universal victim. White America can tell the difference between a Latrell Sprewell and a Michael Jordan, between a Chris Darden and a Johnny Cochran, and a Ward Connolly or a Willie Brown. There's a lot of hope in that, says David Horowitz in Salon Magazine. Let's hear it for David Horowitz. There you go, baby. Boy, oh! a lot of reading today. Thank God lunch is here from uh, Tony's. Thank you, our friends at Tony's. You know, I'm a little disappointed in Hank. Hank is great. I love Hank. I enjoy listening on the way home. But yesterday, I heard that thing with our friend over there at uh, Scott, Scott Perlman, Atlantic City Subs. I mean, after you've been doing it this long, when you're big and fat like I am and like Hank is and you love your food, you've got to be able to get your food for free without having an argument, you know, getting people uh, bent out of shape. There's nobody, I don't care what the ratings say, I don't care what the audience tells you, I don't care about anything else. Nobody in the universe knows more about getting free food in here than we do on this show. Thanks, Tony Sub. Got some soup, got some, uh, what we got, meatballs, sausage. Nine minutes afternoon Tony's at five. Tony's Pizza, by the way. Oh, Tony's Pizza and uh, the subs. Tony's Pizza, which is located where? Come on, let's give him a little plug here, for Christ's sake. So you're losing it. 193 and uh, 441. 193rd and 441, right down the street here. And it's great stuff, too, by the way. If you're looking for QAM, you son of a bitch. The following is a paid public service announcement from the International Rifle Association. Let's face it, most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful, and that's pretty damn depressing. But, as usual, with every problem, there is a solution. I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out there. Get considered a population control. Get handguns. They just might make you famous. Just like they said Godfather uh, 3. Which Godfather was it? He said someday he might make you famous too. The Godfather. Which one was it? Call 15 at 560 WQM. That was Godfather 3, right? They were in Atlantic City. Okay. He said someday, what was his name? Don't you remember uh, Vincent shot him off the horse? Come on, quick, quick. He was on a horse. They were having a goddamn dago parade in the streets there. And he said to him, uh, what are you called out his name? And he said, uh, Zaza. Well, it's Joey Zaza. See, I've got to work this stuff out myself because you're in La La Land. Sorry. And when they were having the meeting in Atlantic City there, when the uh, chandelier started, it's a hit, it's a hit. He said, uh, yeah, and someday he might make us all famous too. It's true that I have a, a Bella Figura. Yeah, right. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, this is a great show today. Yes, it uh, is. Getting good response on this. But uh, 
Do you have anything in that book about hockey players? or? Yeah, a lot of books in that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's the guy with hockey on his ass, yeah. Open line and broad. I already mentioned the Mark Fitzpatrick, which you wouldn't know him because he's a hockey player. I already mentioned that. Plenty of other hockey players who were scumbags, but not nearly as many as uh, football. How do you like that? I wonder what that's all about. How's Graham James doing, by the way? And the bad news is all he did was molest over 100 young hockey-playing kids, Graham James up there in Canada, and they put him in a jail for a couple of minutes, and now he's out there on day release. I mentioned that the other day. So he can go out and molest some kids in the daytime, then go back to a good night's sleep in the slammer, and they'll let him out again the next day to uh, do some kids. Here's Coombs. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Home run on the um, topic today. Yeah. Um, I think it all boils down to this isn't sports anymore. It's all about business and making money. Um, just as a couple examples, if you work for AutoNation for Hypanga and you fail a urine test, you're gone. But yeah. if you play for a football thing, you can beat the heck out of your girlfriend and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, same thing with uh, Eddie DeBartolo. He's now what an admitted felon, but he's allowed to have ownership in a football team. Why? Because he's able to generate revenues for the NFL. That's right. all they care about. Right. Let's go to Paul Allen who owns Microsoft or is a co-founder. You think if somebody walked into Microsoft and started choking him down that they would get the same treatment that Latrell Sprewell did for the Portland Trailblazers? Remember Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays when they were doing stuff with some uh, casino up there. Uh, they were connected. Uh, right away, the, uh, this is after their careers were all over. the 70s, they were told that they would be out of the Hall of Fame. That's right. Because they were a, it's all about money. It's all about business. You've got a bunch of hypocrites out there. Protecting their image. They don't care about the image of the players who win there, but protecting their image as an institution because they're bigger than life. Exactly. And what they do is the, the owners will sit back and say, well, you know, uh, it's a league policy. I can't do anything about it. Well, that's just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. And it all really boils down to, in my opinion, just the parenting at home. You, you know, you don't have role models. Most with 50% of... Holyfield, he's got five or six kids, but of course they're all by different women and he isn't married to any of them, but uh, I guess I'm nitpicking now, yeah? comes out and says, this is the way it is, and I'm not proud of it, but it happened, and it's there, unlike Clinton, who will put a hand, his hand on a Bible and swear that nothing happened. You know, so that's all. I just threw that out for food for thought. Okay, have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, you too. I don't understand. What, what was he saying about Clinton there getting a blowjob? I mean, what's that all about? We have an open line in flowers. Hypocrisy again. Most people don't give a crap about the president's sex life and the fact that he's married to the uh, ice princess and hasn't had sex with her in 14 years. Maybe we can understand with a little more sympathetic that maybe he needs to get his rocks off once in a while, okay? Who cares? And how that crept into the conversation, I have no idea. But the president's not supposed to be a role model. He's supposed to be doing a job of uh, running the country and uh, keeping him from world, uh, blowing the world up. That's all. Once a chance president. I don't see anybody with any uh, presidential baseball cards. Do you see, you see any of those collector president cards? I don't see those. Hey, Mr. President, can you sign your card? I don't see those. We have an open line at Broward, the wireless line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Great. Great show. I, uh, you tickled my interest, so I had to call in. Okay. Okay. It wasn't because of the grace of God that I got out of the South Bronx which was a ghetto in the 60s and 70s. The grace of... Oh, God! Yeah. Exactly. And came to Florida eventually to raise my children here. Mm -hmm. It was because of the hard work and the sacrifice that my mother and father went through by working two jobs right. and putting me through private school to get a good education. There you go. Education is the basis of what we would say, is the, is the person going to turn into a good citizen or remain in the ghetto? Well, my parents made a decision to get me out of the ghetto. So they are my heroes, not these people. That yeah. Not just the NHL, the NFL, and baseball will be the downfall with the money because how much is enough? This is supposed to be entertainment for us, not 
ripping off the general public. I mean, this is like if your next-door neighbor was always coming over, knocking on the door, could I borrow a cup of sugar? Could I uh, borrow to five bucks for uh, bread money? And then next day you walk over there and you see they got a new Cadillac in the uh, driveway. You know, exactly. And you're wondering, how can they keep you know, getting in all of this debt and how can they keep spending money that they claim they're not making? And then the next day there's another new Cadillac and they come back, they want $10. They want you know, more. And that doesn't make any and, sense. And, and more and more and more. And, and the, they, only, the only way it's going to come to a screeching halt, and you're already seeing uh, ample evidence of it, is when the suckers out there stop subsidizing this crap, because that's exactly what it is. And exactly what you're talking about, because I did not pay a single cent last year to go to any single baseball game for Wayne. Right. And my son is always asking me, hey, when will we go to the game? I'm sorry. They don't have any money for that guy. I'll, you know, maybe if they change ownership, it'll happen. Yeah. But the reason is, you see all the things that happen on TV and the things that you talk about in the book, and it's an embarrassment, not only, only for them, but for the leagues and the teams that they represent. And they're not going to get any of my money. My money goes to my son's education. And everybody, have a nice day. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Good lunch today, by the way. Thanks, Tony. Open minded. Okay, but when you got a place named Tony's, you don't say thanks, Brad. At, thanks, Brad, at Tony's. Yes, you do. Brad doesn't sound Italian enough. Maybe his name is Brad Donatello. Huh? Maybe that's it. Brad could be Italian. Your first name could be it could be Saul. Huh? Like Sal Falcone. Maybe his name is Sal Falcone. Well, who knows? Open line in day five. Carlos line. Of course, see, this does present a problem because if all the sports goes under, then what the hell are we going to do with the format of this goddamn radio station? <laughs> well, that, that's a problem. I mean, there's still plenty of illegal stuff to gamble on. We don't have to worry about that. It don't have to be sports. We can go out here and gamble on the leaves falling off the tree out here. My uncle used to do that, Muggsy Solomon. Yeah, if there were two leaves falling off the tree, well, maybe not quite that bad. He was a bookie. What's wrong with that? Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, um, I brought this up one time. I called uh, Mad Dog, and uh, I'm just, it kind of fell on deaf ears. I, I like Mad Dog, but he didn't really uh, have anything to say. Why don't they um, push more uh, in, in the NFL for, hey, you cannot play in the NFL until you have your bachelor's degree? I mean, they go to. <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds naive. And or the sounds, NHL? How about that? Well, the NHL doesn't really claim that. You don't have to go to college first to play in the end. Go to college? There's a few of them that come out of, you know, like Michigan State or BU, maybe a half a dozen. Yeah, but earlier... They're not going to college. Yeah, but earlier a guy made a good point. He didn't, didn't mean to, but he made a good point by asking about the hockey players, and you said, yeah, but there's not that many uh, incidents with hockey players for whatever reason. They they don't have a... They're not as despicable characters in their private lives as these NFL guys not really, are. no. But uh, just, I mean, wh why why can't people just talk about them? Or why isn't it, why isn't that idea toyed around with more? You know what I mean? Because I mean, you're talking about revamping our whole attitudes in the society, about changing all of our priorities. There's no priority in education. The guy who's the egghead, he's the one, like Adelie Stevenson, he's the one people look at and say, oh, boy, he's, he's an oddball, he's a goofball, he's, you know, very bright, but he's uh, out of line with the rest of us. They don't care about that guy. Yeah, no, I know that. But... Uh, let, let, me, let me say it again. If, if I'm trying to think of somebody who, uh, if John Kenneth Galbraith would have killed two people, okay, and he was fleeing in a white Ford Bronco from the scene, nobody would have been running up and down the streets of wherever the hell he was with big signs saying, go, John, go. They wouldn't have been doing that. Right. But O.J., being a sports hero, being a jock, 
being part of this whole mythology of American society that says if you put on a jockstrap, suddenly all of a sudden you're a hero. And if you can run real fast and run for a lot of yards, you're a hero, no matter what kind of a scumbag you are. Then they're all running up and down the freeways there with big stuff. That was one of the most embarrassing displays that will go down in the annals of American history because they got all the footage of it on, on tape as one of the most embarrassing chapters in the history of this country. And it's a great revelation of, of the thinking of uh, too many people, millions of people in this country. Well, I think you said it, though. I think... Um... I think maybe the the tide has turned a little bit. In other words, they got now they can't claim anymore. And I well, I don't mean to say they. As if just, I'm just talking about blacks or whatever. But I mean, let's face it. The the reason that whole OJ thing happened was uh, the I mean the reaction to it was because they said, hey, how many times did uh, black men get get uh, lynched and that kind of thing? And white people cheered it on that kind of thing. So we're getting our revenge now. Well, okay, all right. Then we give you that. Then it happened. All right, now, now is it? Are we playing on an even uh, field now? Or just like no? affirmative action, let's uh, you know, let's stop uh, playing the blame game. Just like this article I read uh, by David Horowitz, no more blame game. Okay, you, you you're on your own. Take responsibility for your own action. Get your own education. Earn your own job. Be able to do a better job than the other people competing for it. That's it. Period. No more, no more handouts. Yeah, and, and the other thing I was going to no say, no more free rides. The other thing I was going to say is that Willie, uh, what's his name, the, the mayor of San Francisco. Brown. I mean, it, I didn't know he did that. If he did that, I, I just lost all respect for that guy. I mean, that's ridiculous. Him sticking up for Sprewell, wherever that guy is, that's yeah. ridiculous. Latrine Sprewell. Okay, right, pal, have a great day. And then, of course, Latrine Sprewell had the chutzpah to turn around and sue the NBA. And when they said, no, you lose, you're full of crap. Well, uh, you know, let's refile the suit. Let's try it again. Because he's being treated unfairly, even though they're going to allow him to come back and play again after he tried to choke his coach to death. You gotta understand, man. We need lots more anger management. That's what it's all about. Anger <laughs> management. Yeah, we got big, uh, nasty, angry guys. You gotta uh, try to control them, man. Two open lines a day. Five, six, seven. Right five, close six, to home. Uh, Charles Jordan and uh, Lamar uh, Thomas, and others who are no longer here. Lawrence Phillips, Irving Spice. Pros and cons: The criminals who play in the NFL by are accused of, including Michael Irvin and the others, are they pale into insignificance compared to all the other stuff that's in here. So they're not even up to snuff, if I can say that. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Going once. Going twice. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Neil Solomon-Lackham. Good yes, to have you back and forth. Um, you, you have a great topic today, and what I would like to say about it is the following. Not only is it not an excuse to say that someone came from a poor background and grew mm -hmm. up in the ghetto, but it's actually one of the most demeaning things you can say with regard to people who live in that situation. Right. You're, essentially, you're saying, look, you are not the same quality human being. We cannot accept the same level of moral behavior from you. To, to, so go, we to go back to the Godfather one again, when they're having the heads of the five families are having that meeting, and they're talking about you know not letting drugs near schools, et cetera, and so on. Are they going to are they going to get in the drug business? And the one uh, guy from Kansas City, I guess it was, whatever his name was, said, uh, talking about the blacks. Well, they're animals anyway. Let them lose their souls. Exactly, exactly. If I, if I had come from that background or if I were like the gentleman who called a few callers back who had been able to rise above that, I would be outraged at the suggestion that because someone grew up in those circumstances, there's no reason to affect moral behavior from them. Right. It is demeaning I mean, to them. If somebody kills your wife, or your kid, or God forbid, you know, anybody in your family or somebody you care about, do you care if that person grew up in a ghetto? Is that going to be an excuse? 
Absolutely irrelevant. I mean, is Susan Smith, because of the fact that she grew up as a as a trailer park trash, subliterate piece of garbage in South Carolina, is that an excuse that she drowned her two kids? It's an insult to every honest person, every moral person who's living that life right this minute and is not turning into a criminal or some kind of a raping, murdering animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, great, great show, Neil. Thanks great a lot. show today. Have a great day. You too. And it's a great book, like I said. I only read a few page spots radio. But you get the drift. You get the gist of it. You get the message here, I think. Open line in Dade County. Fast line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, first time caller. All right. Long time listener. Yep. I'm going to Vegas. Getting the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, been out there a couple of times because my mom lives out there. Works for that worst airline that you don't like. America worst? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> first time I'm going to stay in Caesar's Palace. Right. Anyways, I'm calling because I'm half Italian, half Colombian. And remember that call that you got a couple of days because that asshole went down to uh, Columbia? Oh, yeah, the asshole from Fort Myers who called two days in a row. Right. He probably deserved it. Whose great claim to fame is that he, uh, you know, hates Colombians. Yeah. Well, he probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Anyways, um, I, I love the Colombian people. Like they said in Godfather, Colombian people are a wonderful people and they never stole a freight train. <laughs> that was something like that, they said. Anyways, I'm going to try to drag out my lover to come and see you tomorrow. Yeah. So, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, but don't bring him in drag, though. All right. Okay, see you. Bye. You said coming in drag? We have an open line in Broward, five six. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Man, uh, you know, I'm, it's good to talk to a person who knows a little bit about hockey here, but I'm a season Panther holder, and I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. I am so pissed off at the Murillo brothers. Yeah. I mean, these guys... The Murillo, I, mean, I like that, the Murillo brothers. Yeah, the I mean... Super Murillo brothers. I mean, that's the only game in town is the Murillo game on a computer. I mean, there's no game on, on the ice. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a figure skating tournament out there. They're having a little contest out there, and everybody's spinning around doing ballet lessons. I mean... Uh, Sir, they suffer from a lack of talent. I told you that before the season started, this is a roster you look up and down, and it's the same old story again. A couple of promising youngsters in the organization who may or may not turn out to be real good players, but there is no nucleus of a team. You look at any other team in the league, even teams that have good young players, there are second and third and fourth year young players who are really developing, like on the Leafs, like Sergei Berzin and Alan McCauley and uh, Frederick Modine. Sure. Not, not just a whole bunch of rookies, which they've been feeding us this bullcrap year after year. All the kids in the organization, and, and unfortunately for us, most of them never pan out anyway. And we've got a lot of old stiffs out there like Garp and Love and Kirk Muller and uh, Gagne and these guys that nobody will take from us, nobody wants them. And, and that's it. You have a roster that has no talent. No, that he had a coaching that has no talent. Right. And, you know, and, and not only that, but coaching now that not only has no talent, but that's got a chip on its shoulder. This guy turns out to be nothing at all like what I thought he was going to be. The more I hear from people about Terry Murray, he's a real hard ass. The players don't like him. He uh, walks around with a chip on his shoulder. If you look at him cross-eyed, he's going to sit you out. And uh, who the hell wants him? You know, in this day and age, the way athletes uh, think these days, they're not going to play for somebody like that. No, absolutely not. And then his brother, who's the GM, I mean, we had Clark down here. We had a winning team, and we had nobodies. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, but he could put the nobodies out there, and they would hit people. Get them. Fine, and it's time. 
And uh, it was a boring team to watch, but they played the trap, and they played that real slow, ponderous, low-scoring board. And, and, you know, I guess it was necessary at that time, because if we tried to play wide open, we'd have gotten slaughtered. And, and, you know, in order to compete, we had to do that. But now it's year number six. We've had a lot of talented people come and go on this team, like Barnes and like Woolley and like Straka and Shepard and a lot of other guys. And now this is the product of what – this is his team now. I can't blame Bobby Clark or anybody else. This is Brian Murray's team. This is what he's been put together. Garbage goaltending. No right. offense, a, right. a defense that has become as porous as a sieve. You've basically got uh, 20 guys out there who stand around and watch the other team play. And I'm going to tell you, these next three games, tonight and tomorrow and Monday, if this team doesn't find some miracle to turn it around, it's going to be much worse than last year. Well, then, yeah, I agree with you. And I'll tell you last what, year I, was about, I thought last year was as bad as it could get. This is going to be much worse. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather pay cheaper and go see the Matadors play. Okay, they're coming to watch that type of hockey. Okay, they're playing tonight. Right. See you. We have an open line at Broward, 569, 21 to 1. Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hey, Neil, this is Randy West. And as for our phone conversation, I talked to Peter North the other day. He tells me your real name is Neil Down, and he still ain't interested in The most explosive band of the 70s is back. Kiss. Kiss is back. Kiss live in concert. There's hurting gray, and they're coming your way. I can't hear you calling. My hearing aid is dead. I want to watch TV all night. If it has every day, I want to watch reruns of Bad Luck. Play bingo every day. The hottest band of the 70s. This is back. Coming soon to an old folks home near you. It's 1245 at 560 WQN, the world-famous Hank Goldberg Show at 2. we got Jim Mandich, yep. 6 to 8 o'clock tonight. Then we got, unfortunately for him, well, who knows, maybe we'll have, uh, you know, Panthers at Chicago to play the uh, disgusting, filthy Blackhawks, and they are filthy, and they do play dirty, and they're not really all that good. Maybe we might wake up tonight. Anybody think so? No. We damn well better. Dougie Gilmore and the Blackhawks tonight, 8 o'clock, pregame, 8.30 the game. And don't forget, the best way to enjoy Panthers hockey on QAM is turn on the radio, crank the sound all the way down, and turn on Sports Channel, watch it on TV. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Neil, how you doing today, Pretty sir? good, sir. Um, I don't know if this is... <laughs> they have just built this huge, I forgot how many millions of dollars of plant, and uh, their fo- right here the quote is, their focus is shifting to consumers rather than retailers. Oh, boy. Isn't that great? They had a dietitian on this morning, and usually as soon as I see a dietitian, I shut it off. And this bitch was on one of the networks, I think ABC on Good Morning America, and she was talking about all the hidden sugar and all the enormous... I mean, everything you touch is just loaded with tons of sugar. And somebody faxed me. I'm glad you called because you reminded me. Somebody faxed me an article yesterday from Nutrition Action Magazine which is put up by the Center for Science and the Public Interest, an article about sugar, the, sweetener, the sweetening of the American diet, and how the, the, number, the amount of uh, sugar and calories from sugar that the American public is eating is just skyrocketing upward as Amazing. people continue croaking like crazy. This plant is going to produce more than 540,000 tons of refined sugar every year. All right. Uh, 
That is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I uh, like to go back to the uh, subject. I, you were talking about something yesterday about the, the rude Julios talking the, the Spanish in front of you and you know talking kind of behind your back. You mentioned that about in the elevator or something. See. I believe yesterday. Yes. I I've got even a situation that is worse than that. This this is just totally kind of you know you hate the stereotype and you hate to have bad feelings toward groups of people. But I'm married to a to a very thin-skinned uh, Juliet and. Uh, I was with uh, my father-in-law, her father, and her cousin, and um, <clears throat> she had left, and and, he, and they all know that I only speak English, and I'm just a stupid gringo, I guess. Sí. And uh, so he starts talking Spanish to my wife's cousin, and you know my wife's cousin is is seeing that I'm a little bit annoyed at the situation, mm -hmm. and he keeps answering all the questions in English, but my father-in-law refused to speak English to him. Yeah. You know, and they weren't talking about anything secret or any, you know, they were oh, yeah, talking they were. about some stupid yeah. crap stuff, you know. That's what you think. <laughs> I just, you know, that that just really set a bad taste talking. in my mouth. You know, so I can yeah. definitely relate where you were coming because from. Because it's the rude. Elevator. It's it rude. Is. It's like you're the odd man out. It's like they're talking in code, and therefore. They they want to make you paranoid. They're talking about me or they're saying something they don't want me to know. And it's just absolutely rude and unacceptable. No, oh, it is. It definitely is. And this about... is a country where we can't even teach people to speak proper English. And we're going to be teaching everybody, every everyone else's language when they come in here. Bull crap. Let them learn English and then we'll worry about the rest. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I've got an inside track. And, you know, I was a teacher for a little while. My wife still is a teacher. And it's just, you know, teachers' hands are just so tied. They, they can't do anything. Administration is... You know, it was completely complacent, and they, they could give, you know, a crap less. Well, most of the principals on. can't speak English properly anyway, so what are you worried about? Okay, have a great day, pal. Yeah, thanks a lot, Neil. Watch out for the sugar shock. Yeah, don't forget, I don't want to do any more reading today. Monday, don't let me forget, I want to talk about this thing. Sugar, the sweetening of the American eyes. It's not just my imagination. The rest of you pussies out there, see, see, people uh, are afraid to admit their weaknesses, and they're afraid to admit that they're... Then it makes them feel, well, like I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict. Uh, well, of course you are. You're addicted to it, baby. You're addicted to sugar, sucado, azucar, whatever that crap. And then they then they first come out with a thing a few days ago, that thing about soda pop, about kids are drinking. Oh, it's not. There's nothing wrong with the soda, even though, of course, it's uh, basically water with a bunch of crap in it. It's the sugar in there that's killing us. And they weren't talking about diet soda. They were talking about soda with sugar in it. Oi! The number one killer in America today. Is it drugs? No. Is it uh, booze? No. It's sugar. Number one killer. More cancer, more heart disease, more hardening of the arteries, more tooth decay, more obesity, more uh, diabetes, and on and on and on it goes. Sugar in spaghetti sauce. I mean, yeah, we're showing I said it's hidden in this morning. I got to take the cannoli and uh, get him, too. He's going to take two bowls. There's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Happy Halloween, man. I'm back to you. Hey, uh, we're all addicted to life anyway, Neil. So. Hey, um, you must be loving life anyway, Neil. No, there's no uh, black man. Meaning what? What does that mean, my psychotic? No, no basketball. What? You must have been life. There's no basketball. Doesn't, doesn't interest me one way or the other, to be honest with you. What about you? Uh, actually, uh, I, I couldn't give that. a crap. Okay, good. Okay, and uh, we couldn't give a crap or you give a crap. We have an open line of Dave, 5670560. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was talking to George yesterday. I didn't have a chance to get on with you. I couldn't wait that long. But we, I was talking to him about the uh, additional homestead tax exemption for the old people. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, they're proposing an amendment to the state constitution effective January 1 to authorize the legislature 
to allow counties and municipalities to grant an additional homestead tax exemption not exceeding $25,000 certain persons 65 years of age or older whose household income does not exceed a specified amount. Mm -hmm. What gets me on this is most of these people live in these condo canyons where the value of a condo is like sixty or seventy thousand mm -hmm. dollars. So they're getting fifty thousand right off the top. Exactly, yeah. And then to top it all off, I'm sure you'll agree that the you richest population yes. is these retired people. No question about all it. All over this the time, country. Yeah. Well, I don't know all over the country, but here we got uh, lots of old farts with a lot of money. I mean, it's incredible. How about, I mean, what about giving us additional tax how come we? How come we don't have, uh, I've always said this for years, how come we don't have discounts for young people, for students, for high school and college students, guys that are trying to work their way through college? How come when you get to be a certain age, all of a sudden, you've got the ARP and sending yeah. all kinds of mail and coupons for discounts? Just yeah, well, because you live with, sir. I mean, I can, I mean why, why can't we base it on your income? Not on how old you are. I agree. All these people are getting uh, cheap food, cheap movie discounts, cheap this, cheap insurance. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, if they want to give a discount on their colostomy bag, I have no problem with that, okay? Maybe June Allison uh, wants to get a little bit uh, knocked down and depends. That's fine. Yeah. Well, let's uh, stop it at that. That's unbelievable. I would like to buy them all a free meal at Pizza Loft so they can go down there and fill up that colostomy bag. Okay, have a great day, pal. <laughs> oh. That's a good idea. Maybe Jeff Cohen can start giving discounts for people under 65. Huh? That's a good idea for some of our enterprising people out there to try to even it out a little bit. People that don't want to have a bunch of blue hairs coming in, a sea of blue hair. Oh, my God, this is too cold. Take it back. It wasn't any good. I don't want it. This is after they eat 95% of it, and then they don't want to pay for it. Oh, I'm setting it back. How many restaurants? How's Pumpernick's doing, by the way? Anybody seen them? How many restaurants and how many restaurant chains have been put out of business by these smarmy old blue hairs in this town in the 23 years that I've been here? Pumpernick's, they stole the food. They stole the silverware. They stole the linen. They stole everything, the pickles and the coleslaw. They didn't mind a little blue hair in the coleslaw when they got it. They scooped it out of their uh, bag when they got it home. I mean, when you're gumming the food, you don't know the difference. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, new. Yes, sir. New God, how you doing? Okay. I call, I'm calling you because I'm pissed off and fired up. About you got me pissed off and fired up. All this ghetto. Maybe, maybe I should move into the ghetto and start robbing some banks. Maybe get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Also, I want to talk to you. I remember a couple calls. Uh, no, actually, it was a couple of days ago. They were talking. Some guy called about throwing rats or something on the uh, Panthers ice. Yeah. Why don't we get a campaign going? Let's throw some players on the ice instead. Okay, there you go. Sounds good to me. Let's throw Robbie, huh? Oh. Good, number 44. There he goes. Oh. Oh, there he goes again. Oh. Like a rag doll, up and down and back and forth. Nice going, pal. Good idea. And maybe, maybe how about a coach or general manager? Oh. <laughs> yeah, from the upper deck. They're way down. General manager and the guy with a bow tie, they're way up there high. Oh, sorry, they just fell over the goddamn rail. Oh. Standing ovation. Open line in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. As we perilously approach the end of the week, you know, this is a miracle for me because it doesn't seem at all like Friday to me. You notice I, I, only, I think I only played that thing once today because they keep forgetting that, huh? Doesn't seem like it's Friday, goddammit. Yesterday did. No. Nay. But we got that thing at Ben and Jerry's tomorrow, so I guess maybe, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like the weekend is quite here yet. And, of course, Pompano Park has got that uh, new thing. I wouldn't bitch her out tonight again for the hundredth time. It won't do any good. 
where there's no sense, there's no feeling. They, they spent all of this money. They got the new dining room with the new menu and all the fancy-schmancy gourmet foods. And, and what do I know about it? She sends me a press release that I can't make heads nor tails of. I don't want to get I don't want to get off on it again because I'll go right back. You know you've heard it too many times. You're just sick and tired of it, and so am I. You try to do a job for people. Hey, just give me a little something. Just give me something to sink my sink my teeth into. Something I can work with. Something to get some people out there and do a job for you. And they say, No. What's wrong with you? What do you want? Why are you bothering me? Okay, sorry. I just thought you were trying to do business. No. Okay. And not only that. What do you need three for? Oh, I forgot about it. <coughs> I ain't seen her no more, by the way. Although I'm gagging on something, I'm not even smoking no stogie there, but I'm gagging. See, God is punishing me, that's right. Oh, God! I, I'm upset about that kid that called you about this crap, or called us Anton LaVey. How about Tim LaHaye? Do you like him? It rhymes with LaVey. Is that like... Boy! <coughs> God, we're both gagging. <laughs> Must be something in the air. Must be the poison gas that's coming through there. Oh, gee, I knew Joe was doing something in the other room. Yeah, Joe's out there. He's got his ass up to the event. Anton LaVey. People that, you know, you, you can't be one of these people uh, like me that knows that it's all a bunch of bullcrap and then start looking for other religions, okay? And, you know, even, even people who want to join an atheist organization, like that thing I was reading about the other day, that old fart who's a good guy, with his secular humanist organization. For what? What does he need an organization for? Like, we don't believe any of this crap. Okay, so let's start an organization. For what? To say we don't believe in any of this crap. <coughs> that, that, would be, that would be like opening up the anti-restaurant where they just don't serve any food. Yeah. For, yeah, just charge people to come in and not eat. Four minutes till the QAM. The Neil Rogers Show. Hunterdale. Oh, boy. It's the one to two hour. So you're an atheist. Uh, completely rooted in science uh, with no beliefs outside of what you can see with your own two eyes. Well, then, chances are that the Old Testament didn't do it for you. And neither did the new one. So in the Lord's final attempt to bring your sorry ass around, check out the latest book from God entitled Screw You Too, You Ungrateful Little Bastard. Uh, start off in chapter one with... Who do you think caused the flood that wiped out your house last week? Uh, and then move on to such later chapters as Step Outside, I Dare You. And Drop to Your Knees and Pray or Those Hemorrhoids Won't Ever Go Away. It's Screw You Too, You Ungrateful Little Bastard. The latest release from God. It's better than the Book of Mormon, better than the Torah and the Bible combined. By yours. 102 at 560 WQAM. Oh, God. And uh, we're supposed to have gotten the fast the Beastie Boys over there in uh, Naples saying that I put them on the map. That sounds like a bunch of crap to me. I didn't get no such facts. Must be some article in the uh, yellow rag over there. Did we get anything? Did we get it or not? No. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I mean, we've had uh, you know a ton of calls today. That's great. But in terms of really responding to all the time I took to read that stuff out of this book, Pros and Cons, The Criminals Who Play in the NFL, and the stuff about Charles Jordan and Lamar Thomas and Jimmy Johnson and stuff that affects right here in town. No, nobody's got nothing to say except that first jackass who wanted to give me a speech again about, oh, these poor guys come out of the ghetto. You know, he's the same guy, by the way, that back when they had the scandals about Miami High, oh, it's outrageous that these poor kids are going to be penalized because, of, well, you know something? That's the way it works. 
When you attend a corrupt institution, a school that's violated every damn rule in the book, then you're going to have to, unfortunately, uh, pay the price, whether you did it or not. That's just the way uh, the real world works. Happens to colleges all the time, pal. All the time. Here's Davey. Hello. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to generalize, but, but from, from my perspective on, uh, uh, on most people is that, is that they're hypocrites. And I think this kind of relates to what you're talking about. You know, it seems that, that people make their opinion based upon what happens either to them or people. But right. I think one of the reporters asked him if someone broke into his house and killed his wife, Kitty Dukakis, would he feel the same way? He didn't mind if it was Tim Horton, but if it was Willie Horton, he'd be upset. It's basically ridiculous, and I think people need to uh, uh, state their opinions as if things were happening to them and, and not the else where it really doesn't affect their lives as much. Yeah, see, I find that I'm part of a rare breed, just like my discussions about the arena and the hockey games and everything. I mean, I got great seats. I had a little minor complaints about the ambiance in there and some of the things they were doing, a big complaint about the noise, but once they straighten that out. So I don't have to stand up for other people, but if you only look through at life through myopic eyes and you only see things as they affect you, then uh, all that does is make you stupid and selfish. Absolutely, Neil. And have a great day. Thank you. We have an open line. Of course, most people are like the old SS, stupid and selfish. One line. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. Um, I've been listening to your show for the past two days, and I I'm wondering, um, why do you have so many bad things to say about Mickey Rourke? You know something? This is really sad. This is very sad. This is the best you can do? No, no, it's not sad. I'm on the phone. Uh -huh, yeah, okay, good. It's like I'm going to put him on the air. See, I hate to break the news to you. The purpose of this show isn't to revitalize sagging careers. I'm not interested in you, Mickey. Slip him to Mickey, okay? I could have let him go on there, and we would have had a big exclusive like a... Uh, go uh, get on uh, Deco Drive, one of those shows, okay? We don't talk about Mickey Rourke. We're not interested in Mickey Rourke. And you know what? Neither is anybody else, either. How do you like that? Trying to use the Neil Rogers show. I don't come from a place where somebody says, my I'm going to walk away, okay? I don't know. Maybe you're from a different planet. Yeah, I'm from uh, Uranus, okay? Get out of here. So Mickey Rourke's listening to the show. How do you like that? Oh. Even though we're having a pseudo-intellectual discussion today, he's got his girlfriend, his wife, or maybe both on the phone there, and they're uh, trying. I, I got news for you, pal. The only celebrity we talk, we talk about a couple of people. My good close friend Al Goldstein, who's a real pervert like me, and uh, Stevie Bauer, a.k.a. Rocky Echeverria, who's uh, one of our people. He's one of George's people. He's one of my people. He's a Jewish. He's Cuban. He's, and he used to look pretty good, too. And by the way, I see him there on K-Pasa USA, on Channel 2, on Whammy, all over the place. Don't see Mickey no more. Anybody seen him? No. No. Dead meat. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I got a anger management story to tell you. I got a... I just got a 44 years old jump on my 17-year-old kid, put a whooping on my kid, and I hear, Dad, Dad, help. And I run out there, and this guy's beating on my kid, kicking my wife at the same time while yeah. we're on the ground wrestling. So I went out there with a stick, not knowing what was going on, because he told us the night before he was going to kill us, and after uh, we were dead, uh, he was going to F us up to wreck him. So uh, I went, ran out there, you know, help, help, and uh, whack the guy in the leg with a stick. They put me in jail, charged me with aggravated battery, with intent to do great bodily harm, mm -hmm. permanently disfigure, or murder. Yeah. So they, they make a long story short, I had Please. to plead a case out. I went, had to go to anger management class. Don't work, because if he was to do it again, I'd whack his ass with a stick again. Mickey Rourke, you're a douchebag. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
There you go. Mickey, you're a deuce bag. That's what our caller said. We just took a poll, and we have 100%. Survey says 100% of our audience says Mickey Rourke is a deuce bag. Those who have an opinion, and 99% don't know who that is. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, Palm 560 on the mobile one line. I'm going to write that in my diarrhea when I go home. Dear Diarrhea, Mickey Rourke called me today. No. Yeah, he did. Or somebody that sounded just like... No. Yeah, that was him. That was no Don Johnson. That was He slipped us the Mickey. Dave uh, Joseph, by the way, not a bad column for you, Dave. Most of it's stolen from this show, by the way. Dave Joseph, Panther's sequel becoming a bad rerun, and he uh, rips him a good ass. Nice going there, Dave, but like I said, most of it's stolen from me. But anyway, eight minutes after one at five. The QAM is crazy, for the uh, for drug dealing, oh. or drug doing, or having a joint, or whatever, grow a plant in his backyard, whatever. Well, they don't have no backyards in New York. Oh, God. We have two open lines in Dade. Five. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Okay, nice talking to you, too. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, kind of wanted to mention one thing, uh, linking some things together from earlier this morning. Um, I think education is the key. Who thinks that he can take a, uh, a big corporation, dump some funds into a bad part of the city to build a school they call charter school. Um, the problem is that uh, you have to get lots of other corporations doing the same thing in order to keep that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's what I think the uh, main, uh, main problem is, and uh, hopefully we can find some way to get around that. No, we're not going to find a way to get around it because nobody cares about it. It's not, it's not a priority. And, the, you know, that's all lip service. You know, Clinton talks all about education. We're going to have 100,000 new teachers and Bush and McCare screaming about education. But uh, it's not a priority. I mean, the public is willing to sit back and allow their kids to continue getting a, a half-assed education and allow illiterate superintendents and principals to run schools who can't even speak proper English and have no idea what they uh, couldn't add uh, two and two if their lives depended on it. And uh, it just goes on. That's all. There's no interest. Well, unfortunately, it seems like the interest is more in uh, keeping sports teams around and building now the stadium. It's starting to get a little bit warmer, pal. We got to keep the franchises. We can't lose our franchises. We have to build a new stadium on every street corner, a new arena on every street corner, and we have to continue subsidizing this because this is the important stuff. Now you're getting warm. Well, how many how many schools could Broward County have built with uh, 200 million bucks? Oh yeah, right. Well, I, I know. You know, if if you if you really have the drive to do it, you can do it. But uh, it seems like uh, we're not interested in that. You got it. All right, Neil. How, you many, have schools a good day. Could, how many schools could Wayne have built for us uh, for underneath your <laughs> minute? Have a great day, pal. Okay, man. Okay, deadlines are all open. I guess they did their duty for today. They've been actually pretty much almost involved for a change. That's unusual. Five, seven, one line. Hank will be here at two. We got Mandage at six. And the Panthers tonight. And the Blackhawks in Chicago. Anybody excited about that? No. Anybody fired up? And uh, No. I doubt it. Could be real ugly again. Better not be, because if this uh, trend continues here, you know that brand new arena he's talking about. We could have a lot of elbow room. Those of you screaming about your uh, small baby narrow seats, you may have, you may be able to uh, sit wherever you want pretty soon if it keeps up like this. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. You know, I think you're way off base with this. Uh, you know, with this book pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, these are pretty much isolated incidents. You know, the, the I entire... heard incidents that 21% of the uh, players in the National Football League are convicted felons. Listen, these guys did come from the ghetto. They did have rough lives. They need a second They're chance. They're isolated incidents over and over again. And no matter how many times they do it, like Lamar Thomas, the coach, as long as they can play, looks the other way. That's an isolated incident? Well, maybe they need to see a good priest. Yeah, okay, great. There you go. See, try just another Ojean provocateur. No material. 
Because, you see, you, can, you can't mess with these people and have this jock mentality. I'm never going to uh, change them. They're, this is their life. Don't you understand it? This is the only thing that counts. It's the only thing that's important. And so they can rationalize anything. If one of the players from the Dolphins came to their door right now, if they weren't on a plane to Buffalo, wherever the hell they are, if they, if they came to the door right now and spit in their face and uh, stole something out of their goddamn uh, living room, well, you know, uh, times are tough. They're confused. They're under a lot of stress. They will rationalize anything away for their heroes because they're the ones who make them feel better about themselves. Just like, a, just like this college football crap. And, boy, that's exactly what it is. My school, it's like that song with Volker Bryan, My Religion's Better Than My School's Better Than Your, you know, We're Gonna Kick Your Ass, you know, Georgia and Florida. Bunch of Yahoo's, bunch of crackers, bunch of uh, rednecks. Gonna kick your ass, yeah, and, and then what? What does that prove? Does it prove anything? No. Okay. Two open lines in the day. It's like that call I had years ago and I dumped it. Today I wouldn't dump it. Guy from a U of M, the kid that called in, very articulate, white student from the U of M, which is unusual, I realize, articulate from U of M, an oxymoron. And he was talking about U.M. football, and uh, back in those days, of course, they were kicking ass and winning all their games, and he said, well, you know, you can't help it, we got the big nigs. And I dumped it back then. I wouldn't dump it today because, I mean, it speaks for itself. We all were exposed to the N-word, nigger, which you're not supposed to say, but N-word we had to say because you can't say nigger, and, uh, you know, during the O.J. trial for two years. So now we could let it go. See, and it makes no difference. The people who are the so-called fans, they don't care about who these people are as long as they can play well. They don't want them living in their neighborhood, that's for damn sure. There are plenty of people playing on the Hurricanes and on the Dolphins today that many of the people in our audience would not want to have them living next door, I guarantee you. No matter how fancy of a house they built or what have you, they don't want them in their hood. But so long as they can play well out there, that's all that counts, because then they make them feel better about themselves. We won. We're number one. We as if somehow they got something to do with it. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I was looking. Okay, call me back on a real phone. Your phone's crapping out. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Good. I'm glad you're showing, uh, shedding some light on the uh, players in the NFL because, you know, I don't want to support uh, these guys that, uh, that I don't feel are living a decent life, mm -hmm. you know? I, I just assume, uh, you know... Well, I'm not talking about living a decent life. I don't care how they live their lives. But when they're, uh, when they're violent and when they're beating up women and when they're uh, raping and murdering and whatever else they're doing, that, that's, gotten, that's not just a question of leading a decent life. It's a question of being a criminal. Exactly. You know, you're, you're talking about living in a police state. And I just, I'm a boater. And uh, do you realize there's absolutely no beach that you can land on in South Florida on a boat because of all the lifeguards uh, and all the crap that they put out there? Yeah. Yesterday I was uh, feeling kind of tired and I wanted to go sit down by the side of the ocean and just kind of relax for a few minutes and I pulled over in, uh, in uh, Boca area and uh, just walked up to the ocean, sat down on a rock and was just sitting there kind of enjoying the scenery and all of a sudden this whistle starts going off. And I, yeah. I turned around and I was like, what's that? And it was a lifeguard yelling at me to get off the rock. Now, I, think, I think it was lifeguard said he wanted to help you get your rocks off. I think you know those lifeguards. Okay, oh, yeah. pal, don't do it again. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Miami Shores. Hello. 
Miami Shores. Miami Shores. Neil, I've been listening to you for 23 years, and you are great. And I want to wish you a, a happy Halloween and a for your uh, listeners. You know why the witch didn't have any children? Okay, we have an open line in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. As we continue plodding along, sifting through the dregs, sifting through the old smegma and the old goddamn blue hair and the sea of uh, navel lint, whatever it is, toe jam. Wow. Here's a mobile in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Well, I'm on my way doing a business run up to West Palm Beach, and maybe I'm just going to keep heading north today. Yeah. It's, it's just been one of those, you know, I just, just can't take this South Florida anymore. Meaning what? Meaning these, these people, know. these old people are just making me crazy. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we have an old, that sounded like that asshole Mitch to me. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Sounded like one of the uh, chronic misfits. They all start, after a while, they all sound like the same person. Maybe they are. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. All this about new stadiums and everything, this, it, it almost seems it goes back to when uh, Haitinga threatened to move the Panthers and the whole battle with Haizinga and Harrison. And ever since then, all you see in the news is, well, it's on the ballot for a new stadium for this football no, it, team, it, it for this it hockey. Didn't start, it didn't start here. It's been going on for years. It's the been, idea that even Batavia, New York, someday must have a major league team in all four major sports. I, I'm sorry, but it doesn't make any sense. They can't support it. Just like the, right, just like the 500 or 700 people they had for a hockey game in Greensboro the other night. Five or 600 people they must have had there. Well, two more points. Uh, did you watch the St. Louis-Detroit uh, game last night? No. Oh, that was a good game. And yeah. also, I'm looking forward to the Panthers game tonight so they could break Niedermeyer's nose again, and he'll be out for the year. Okay. <laughs> there, you know something? There's something to think about. Oh! Yeah, stop and think about that. That's one way to get him out of the lineup. Because no matter, it's interesting, no matter how badly he plays, he does worse and worse and worse. All we get are stories and excuses. Did they ever sit his ass down on the bench? No. Have they ever been talking about that? No. No. Oh, well, you know, it's back to that concussion last year when Lindros or maybe when Cummings hit him in the Chicago game or maybe this year when the Zaroff hit him in Tampa Bay. There's always some excuse. And then he says, oh, no, I'm fine. I just need to uh, motivate my... And, of course, he can't do it. Now he's fine. When they were going to trade his ass to Toronto, thank God... Then he was having headaches, then he wasn't 100%, and the headaches were coming back because he was too much of a pussy to leave here and go to a place where there really no hockey. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I guarantee you right now, if he would, if that trade would have gone through, we'd be in better shape because we'd have Felix Papa and we'd have a real goalie in the Nets, which would be good for us. But even now, just a few weeks later, he'd be sitting up there on Young Street in Toronto, sitting underneath one of those stores. Spare some change, mister? That's what he would be doing. And you look down, there would be little guy from Medicine Hat. Well, big guy now. Robbie Niedemar. Harrison Chase. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Have a nice day anyway, eh? 126 at 560 WQAM. A planet where eight evolved from men. Let me ask you this question. Do you do celebrity interviews? No. Oh, okay. Hank will be here at 2 o'clock. we got uh, Jim Mandich, the Mad Dog, officially tonight. Yeah. And then we got a real, real interesting performance this evening. 8 o'clock to pregame, 8.30. Panthers at Chicago to place the notoriously dirty Blackhawks. Who are dirty again this year, but uh, not too good. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, I was in uh, Toronto on Monday. I caught uh, my first game at the uh, the Garden. Oh, I'm sorry you had to see that game. That was pretty weak. Well, i got to tell you, though, they, they played... That Scudra was on fire, but they played pretty well. I mean, it, I don't think... I didn't think so. No? 
They played well the first five minutes, and after that, the Penguins were all over them like stink on the Wayne. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that was that, the worst that, game they played this year. Yeah, Scooter played great. You're right. He yeah. played crappy Saturday, and then he atoned for his sins by playing good on Monday. Yeah. I was going to say that, that that facility certainly is not the most uh, attractive place, I mean, compared to what we have, but... You know, the, the uh, atmosphere in there is on the floor. It's not yeah. new and glitzy, but as far as the ambiance in there, it's 50, it's a million times more than uh, this joint will ever have. There's no comparison. Yeah, and the history in it is just uh, phenomenal when yeah. you think about that. In addition to which, you noticed that when the game started, everybody was in their seat, and then Absolutely. while the game was going down, they were sitting and uh, paying attention to the game, the refreshments in between periods, and when the second period started, they were all back in their seat. Absolutely right. And they were I standing that. up in front of you while the game was going on? No question. No question. Yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that. Okay, glad you had a good time. Nothing like it, baby. Up till February 20th of next year. And then again, we got to have a new arena because we got to have more money. And the Leafs bought the Raptors. They're going to make more money than God. And they got to uh, stop playing the Maple Leaf Garden because no more, no more of that. See, as the old stadiums and the old arenas go down the tubes and by the wayside, not necessarily because they're falling apart or because they're... It's just that they can't make enough money. Because it's an endless demand. How much? Like when I start hearing people saying, well, you know, Michael Jordan, he's worth $80 million a year, 50 Based on what? Well, based on how much revenue we can generate. Well, let the revenue go to somebody else, okay? He don't need $50 million a year. He don't need $80 million a year. And uh, Mike Piazza don't need $13 million a year. I bet you could scrape by on 10 somehow. I, I don't know. Let me ask you, you people out there in the audience, could, is there anybody out there in this audience could scrape by on 9 $10 million a year? No. I didn't think so. I, didn't, you know, I mean, I realize I'm unrealistic. So, you know, seriously, if I could... If I could get that much money for one year, 13 million a year. No, seriously, listen to me. What's the 60% of that? 7.8, 7.8 million. So I'd save 7 million of it, and then I'd quit. What's wrong with that? That's a half a million dollars a year just on the interest the rest of your life. Don't you need more? Do I need more? No. No. You can only get three, four houses with that. Half a million a year the rest of your life. I think I could somehow scrape by on that. I'd have to lower my present standards. Uh, here's the Miami Lakes. Hello. Yeah. Which are almost up to Geldy's. Yes, sir. Speaking of Geldy, i got to tell you a Geldy story. Okay. I drive to work with my wife, so I put Howard on. The minute he starts getting too raunchy, she hits the button and puts mm -hmm. on some jazz. He wasn't shaving the crotch again, was he? Well, he was doing just the, you know, the belches and the farts and everything, and she can't stand it. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Oh, he's doing belches and farts on that show now? I wonder well, he's got those big numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So she puts jazz on. I says, listen, we have to compromise. Let me put on the first team. Oh, boy. She listened to Goldie's voice. You know what she did? She turned she Howard back. She put Howard right back yeah. on. She said, I'd rather listen to this. Let me tell you, why do you think Howard's going through the roof the last book? All the people who hear the worst thing when they hear that voice, they immediately punch back over to Howard. He's had the, probably the biggest book he ever had in this market because Geldy's on there. Well, when are they going to get rid of him? <laughs> okay, it's, uh, we have an open line today. This guy doesn't understand. They, 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 he's got the pictures, don't you understand? Of the Beasley brothers, Greg Reed and a moose. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to inf infringe on anybody else's ability to earn a living, okay? But when I'm driving to work on those very occasions when I can listen, and as soon as they get into either the Gators or some other thing that I have no interest in, my music goes in the CD player. But when I hear Geldy doing live commercials, and this is the truth, I'm not exaggerating, at that point I want to park the car, pull over to the side of the road, park the car, get out of the car, sit down on the curb, and just start weeping. 
And that is no lie. That is no exaggeration. You know what I mean? That, that would be like Lenny. Lenny. Not to do just those tags on there because we have nobody else among us. The PD is too lazy and too absent all the time to be doing that, which he ought to be doing if we got nobody to do it. That would be like little Lenny over there. That I've made into a superstar, by the way. Like him doing... Yeah, him. Doing live spots. All right, that would be like... I'm, I'm sorry, Lenny. I apologize. It'd be like Robert the Grim Reaper. Doing eight or nine spots. Hey, stop buying nine, nine or ten hamburgers at McDonald's. Huh? What's wrong with that? For two ninety nine. I mean, these are these are nice people. They just can't speak. And I think you're starting to get a little bit a little bit pushy when you expect people to be on this station doing live endorsements for advertisers who want to spend a lot of money and get results. That you expect somebody to be able to speak. What's wrong with you? Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Great. I gotta start out with a traffic report. Um, 95 just south of Forest uh, Hill Boulevard. I've been in this traffic stop and go for about a half hour, and I haven't gone anywhere. You know that I once lived on Forest Hill Boulevard when I worked at WJNO. Isn't this a psychic experience? Forest Hill Boulevard. It's a nightmare. Well, I'm you not know what? You're, gonna, you're quick to dismiss. You know, maybe Mickey Rourke plays golf. Yeah, that, that's true. Let's get him back on there. Let's sign him up. You know he's not doing anything else. In fact, let's just strap him up, and then that sounds good to me. We don't need the uniform. Just strap Maybe him back up. Maybe we should put Niedermeyer. He's a big guy. Put him in goal. Okay. So this is just, I mean, when I saw defensemen actually turning the wrong way. Yeah. When he's, where's he trying to read well, his Wait a minute. You don't understand. It's a new arena. They're lost. They're used to going the other way. No matter which no, period I, it is, they're used to skating the other direction. They need a compass and a road map. I mean, did you see that? I was there? there. I saw it. I was there. What do you mean did I see it? I saw it. I was screaming at it. And have a great day, pal. Calm down. Of course, let's see. They're going to be in Chicago. Then they're going to be in, uh, where is it, on Halloween night? Are they going to be in Jersey? A lot of spooks in New Jersey. And then the Islanders on Monday. And then back home for the Blackhawks next Wednesday. I can't wait. I cannot wait for that night. And just keep in mind now, the Blackhawks are okay, so not a mediocre team, which is played mostly so far. They played some pretty mediocre teams except for Detroit. Vancouver ain't no great chase, and they made us look like... See, I keep hearing all these people saying, well, you know, it was the Detroit Red Wings, and they are great. Well, I got news for you. Vancouver ain't great. They don't even have their best player, Pavel Bury, ain't even playing. They do have Messier and McGillney, but other than that, they sure ain't great. Snow is playing good in the net, but they're not great. And they made us look just about as bad as Detroit. Just as embarrassing, just as humiliating, because it's a lack of talent. Because it's the team that the Murray's built. How's Patty Murray doing? Maybe if she loses that election out there well, Tuesday in uh, Washington State, maybe we'll bring Patty Murray and she can be the GM and the coach. She'll butch him up. 60 QAM. Discovered about Gary Starner. He's uh, he's not improving. He just uh, brings down more crap is all he does. There's just crap everywhere when you work in this joint. Crap. I thought maybe I had him like straighten out a little bit as far as giving me some real copy. And I realize I'm looking at this stuff and it's uh, garbage. Just direct. He just keeps rewriting the same stuff and putting out a different size paper, different size typewriter, different whatever. Like that other thing you brought me down here this morning. Gary, you're still a bozo, okay, and you still don't know anything about copy. You may write more business than all the other salespeople in the market put together. You still know nothing about a piece of copy and giving us anything. You're uh, hopeless. Here's a mobile in the keys. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. You know what's going on in the Key, in the key West this weekend? And what is that, sir? 
Yeah, the fag fest, yeah. I know the frickin' spud were down there with some boring guests, yes. There's so much freaks out here, it's not even funny. Yeah, well, well have a good time. Okay, I'm glad you're down there. Yeah, come on. We have an open line in flower at 5670. Oh! Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you were talking earlier about speaking. I was, uh, with, with uh, college and uh, professional athletes, have you uh, listened to some of their interviews? Yes. I mean, uh, I've been hearing some of them. Yeah. Well, here, I was thinking... Oh, that, that's another thing. This guy before talking about they got to have a degree. What difference does it make when the degree is in basket weaving or whatever the hell else it is? Uh, you know, most of, I, you know, I went to school back when they were doing the same thing at West Shaw Hall, Michigan State. They're all a bunch of illiterate morons. Unbelievable. The other thing Never is, even bought a textbook, most of them. Well, it just seems like they're... The, I bought the textbook. I just didn't bother going to class. Yes? They're filled with gangsters. And I'm thinking, why don't they have their own gangster league and do, like in the movie Bloodsport, play to the death? Yeah. There you go. Well, we'll work on it. In fact, the extreme football. This guy's got an idea. Regular stuff ain't going over too big. The ratings are way down. In spite of what anybody tells you, they're way down because most of the games are real boring. Terminal. Coma-inducing. Oh, you can't say that. Okay, I won't say it. We're having a good time. Like I said before, the whole thing is just keep convincing yourselves you're having a great time. This is great. Like being at that uh, Panther game the other night. I kept saying, God, this is dynamite. Where we be going? Let's go to uh, Coral Springs. Hello? Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. It might be an acquired taste, but I, I kind of like Mickey Rourke. I mean, he's made some pretty cool movies. Yeah, good. I'm happy for him. Anyway, tomorrow you're going to be at Aventura, 12 to 2. Yeah. You're going uh, to be wearing a costume, or do you encourage you? Mm -hmm. How do we know that? How do we know he's a major, major asshole? Is there any uh, way that we knew that? We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560. I think he just blew out a tire. Did you hear that? 155 at 560 WQA, and we got Hank coming up at 2 o'clock. We got 46,527, which I'm sure that's that's uh, from the earlier in the week, the beginning of the week. We got well over 50% of one off to a good start in the month of October. We got November, December to go. And we'll be at Ben and Jerry's in Aventura, noon to 2 tomorrow, with our best of Neil Parts 1 and 2 CDs and cassettes, the t shirts, and all of our DNH Do No Harm stickers and posters and all kinds of good crap. Oh, yeah. In fact, maybe we can even... Well, we'll talk to Al Goldstein. Maybe we can even get our good friend uh, Anton LeVay to come by. Huh? Do we want him to come by? No. No, I think we'll pass. I am so sorry that that... Uh, it's just... You know, you think there's a little bit of hope there. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of your DNH people. Yeah, great. Okay, very simple. Oh, but you ever hear about... What do you think of Anton LeVay? Uh, first of all, I didn't know who he was, and I'm sorry that you gave me this magazine. Because Screw Magazine, unfortunately, is... I mean, you know, for Joe, it's okay. For guys who are really desperate... Look at that. I mean, she's got gigantic hooters, which are not real, and her puss is... Oh, my God. What a puss. Let's go to uh, Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Oh, then if you ever saw Al naked. Yes. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Neil. Uh, I want to ask you a question after I tell you this little short story, so uh, just don't click me off. I know you're running through calls real quick. But I was over at uh, that fine institution, FIU. Yes. And uh, I went to go use the pay phone, and, I mean, it just really ticks me off, y'all. I go over to talk on the phone and there's this guy and he's talking English and then when I come walking by you know I'm obviously he did, he did a switcheroo and these aren't these aren't you're not talking first generation second generation you're talking third fourth generation oh I understand so I have a, How about I have a these punky kids at Power 96? These are kids who are like 19, 20 years old, and they're in the elevator there uh, talking Spanish, and then they lie about it, pretend they were speaking English. I heard them in the shaft, okay? So you know what we got to do, by the way, they've got nothing to worry about. I wouldn't touch either one of them with somebody else's hand. But anyway, yes? Hey, Neil, you know what we got to do? We gotta, you got to, every once in a while, throw a little Yiddish in there for stage. Yeah, come to Coxahoyce, right. Yeah, hey, Neil. Kushmer and Tachos, yeah? Hey, hey Neil, uh, just two things also. Tubman and Dre, oh, yes? Three things, actually. I, pre I appreciate your show. It's really good. Yes, number also, two. 
go and uh, go throw that uh, guy, George, in the microwave. All right, take it. Okay, see. Here's a mobile in uh, Miramar. Hello. Uh, hi, Neil. Uh, thank you once again for another another week of provocative entertainment. And uh, I have yeah. a w I have a WQAM signal spy report three days a week. I drive up from Golden Glade to about Pembroke Road on 441, and you were coming in loud and queer, clear. Loud and queer. Just about an hour ago. On 441? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. Maybe we could afford to pay the whole electric bill this month. Well, I figured maybe uh, that's where George's bonus went, or else the bird crashed the other side of the antenna. See, see ordinarily what they do, they only pay about 70% of the electric bill every month because this company is real slow on pay. So they only allow 70% of our signal coverage, which leaves out most of 441. Well, I do that, too. Only three-quarters of my house lights up. Exactly. And, Neil, in closing, uh, pool pod, garage mic, and retired Al. Get a life, guys. Okay, see ya. Here's uh, Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, Neil. I uh, want to uh, mention about some political information I was receiving through the mail here. Yes. Um, it turns they say this, like, uh, vote yes on Amendment uh, 3 because it... Uh, Provides an extra twenty-five thousand dollars tax exemption for those. Yeah, we already had a call for old farts, right? Over sixty-five. Are you over sixty-five? Uh, I'm almost, but I'm going to vote against it, and here's the reason: yes, because sir? I feel that it's going to put a heavy tax burden on people who are younger than sixty-five, who themselves are hard up. And Absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. Uh, and I feel it's being unfair of balancing. Especially the... when you got all these millionaires. Let's do it by income and not by age, okay? No more age discrimination in Florida. If you can afford to pay, pay up. That's all. And if you're making millions of dollars, you got millions in the bank. No more Social Security. Stop draining this country dry all these damn rich bastards. And here's the other thing. Then they say vote yes on on revision seven. Yeah. Uh, for the court state for bug the court system. But now the question is here I have is. Number, well, number one, they don't mention that it also opens the door for your uh, judges to be appointed. In other words, be political hacks yeah. as opposed to be elected. Well, like I said, just say no, like Nancy said. Thank you. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Neil, great show. Uh-huh. Uh, real quickly here, uh, this thing about it, stadiums and arenas. Uh, back when the Dade County government was run out of the Civic Center, they had the Dade County Master Plan in a public space you could... Walk right up and look at it. Right. Since they moved over to Government Center, which is 10 years ago now, they never put the map back up. So all of these big planning decisions are being made, and there is no place where a public person can just walk up and take a look at the master plan of Dade County. Because there is, you can't complain about it because there isn't any, right? Uh, well, that that could be true, but they should at least. Or maybe they haven't been. Maybe the non-group is meeting down there with all those assholes from the Herald, all those glam, and maybe the non-group has got the master plan in a broom closet somewhere, and they're like all working on it behind the scenes in the plan too. They're working on it. So let me just ask you this in closing from what's been a pretty damn good week here, generally speaking, especially when the phone works, which it didn't one day. Well, Greg's been out. You know, he's had a cold and the program director's on vacation. But anyway, huh? It's been, it's been okay. It's had its moments. But let me just ask you this to ponder on. Don't forget Ben and Jerry's tomorrow, by the way, noon to two. But think about this over the weekend. Okay, when I first came here 23 years ago, this city had Miami Stadium with those little baby Orioles, and we had the Orange Bowl. That was it. There were no other, I mean, there was Lockhart, but there was no, like, other big, glitzy stadiums, arenas. There was no nothing. Is this town better or worse today, 23 years later, with the stadiums and the arenas and the American Airlines? No. Well, there you go. Have a nice life.